Hey, it's the English Styles Podcast with Stoss and Miles, episode 21. Hey, Stoss, how are you doing? Hello, doing well. Uh, hi, guys. Everything is fine in Kiev, and I really hope that everything will be okay. <laughs> so how are you, Miles? Yeah. Good. I just got a new phone. Wow, uh, perfect. My old one was... Yeah, my old one was giving me trouble because I would go to record a video and the like the screen would just go green like glitch out during my recordings and it was stuttering a lot too and you know how i like to make a lot of like videos of wildlife and stuff so you know that was bothering me the battery life was starting to die and the other thing is the camera and it didn't have um different like magnifications Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah like zooming yeah so in a phone there's not like a physical lens so it can't zoom in the sense that like there's no mechanical thing moving back and forth there's just three cameras and then it uses a like digital software to like uh give you between the different lenses basically Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a simulated zoom but i mean at least you have the three refractions you know like you have the three different lenses that have different magnifications yeah that's perfect that suits you i mean you like photo uh you like making photos and uh that's perfect what is what is the size of a screen uh you know i don't know off the top of my head but it's significantly bigger than my other phone it's like the size of my hand basically and i have a pretty big hand so Mm. yeah nice what is the color (laughs) uh black just black i mean is it uh i don't i don't know what the charcoal black maybe is the name of it Oh, I wanted to ask, like, a specific, not, not specification, but there is uh, two types of colors. Like, it can be, uh, like, when it's, uh, like, bright, but not bright. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see your, um, for example, it's like a, it's like a glass. You can see yourself in that, in that, um, oh, I forgot this word. Let me check it. Oh, like it's reflective, yeah, like yeah, a reflective yeah, yeah, yeah. Reflective. surface? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, well, let me look up the specs real quick, yeah. and then I can talk to you about what the Let's phone do is. It. And uh, my my understanding is over there, this, this is not a very popular phone. It's not super popular in the United States either, uh, but it's like a phone that, like, I've noticed technicians at my work like it, so it's kind of like a nerd phone, I feel like. Uh, oh, I looked it up. Yeah, the one I got. It's like a uh, matte or ahead. gloss. Matte or gloss. Yeah, glossy, like a glossy, glossy. surface. Mm-hmm. Glossy or matte. Yeah. M- matte. Yeah, matte. Yes. Yeah, matte is like when it's not translucent. Mm-hmm. It's more like kind of like fabric. Yes. Almost. Yes. Yeah. So, what are you looking for? Uh, specs. Well, uh, the camera was a big deal, and yeah, I brought up the purchase item, you know, like my order and what it was, and uh, yeah, it looks like I got a good deal because now the same phone that I got for 834 is showing that it's like 900, so I think I got the last one of some some discounted one. So hopefully there's not like some bad reason that the phone was discounted, but uh, 
seemed seemed fine it wasn't that big of a discount so yeah where did you uh like where did you buy it uh amazon mm. website yeah i see through a third part through a third party vendor uh just because it was like 70 dollars off so i was like yeah why not okay perfect mm -hmm. but yeah according to this it's uh all in our measurements <laughs> that you probably don't understand because uh, no. it's like product dimension 6.42 inches by 3.02 by 0 0.34 no i have no idea what are you talking about <laughs> but it's interesting item weight 7.2 ounces oh i see yeah you can say it in in kilograms and then it, kilograms right well and the other part is it should be in centimeters but instead it's in inches yeah i see yeah but it's a it's a it's a good to, uh, to have a new phone because uh i'm looking for i'm looking for a new phone too and uh i th i think that I will get one as soon as I can, like for Christmas or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you're looking into a Xiaomi Redmi or whatever. Yeah, I'm looking for something that is uh, not as bad as my phone, <laughs> and not and not as expensive. Like I mean, I want to buy something middle, not expensive, but not 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 so bad. <clears throat> mid range. Mid range. Yeah. What do you say about that. Like a mid-range phone. You don't want the cheapest, but you don't want to spend... Because usually you pay a premium for, uh, like, first-rate technology. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're willing to wait and buy something a year after it comes out, it's, like, much cheaper than, you know, buying something state-of-the-art. And uh, sometimes you can look at that and see, like, oh, this new one's only, like, 13% better processor or something like that. And it's just like, why even bother? So that's kind of how I measure it. Uh, but then there's like features that, you know, between devices, like, as I said, I really wanted my camera to have a zoom on my phone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I spend extra money for, for that feature. So it's like you either look at specs and measure it based on uh, things you're looking for or like the speed you're looking for, I guess, of a device, mm -hmm. which I think most people would answer. I just want it to like not be annoying yeah <laughs> as opposed to expecting it to be super duper fast <laughs> but yeah i do think over time like uh you know phones especially like the batteries start wearing out and that's when you start noticing a lot of problems too or if your phone you know gets some water in it for some reason or oh know, is it waterproof happens with that, that i mean your phone is it waterproof well so usually when you buy technology, it's described as water resistant, yeah. which is sort of like this thing is sealed, but don't go crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it can protect, uh, for example, if you uh, if you walk in outside and uh, there's rain or something, it can like it can protect your phone. But if you just drop it in yeah. your bathroom, it won't work, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it just depends, and I think it all depends, too, like, uh, over time when you have something, the ceiling is probably starts to tear away, or, like, you know, if you wear something out, you know, it might not be perfect, and so, you know, it's possible that it just has some compromises in it, and then it's not uh, even water-resistant anymore, so you gotta be careful, and, uh, yeah, rain is not amazing for devices, even though I think now it's a little bit less of a problem than it used to be. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, so today I, <laughs> I did some funny stuff. I, I walked around uh, my neighborhood and just was looking for wildlife uh, because I wanted to see what they'd look like zoomed in all the way. And so I like followed this random cat around and like took a few squirrels as well, <laughs> uh, which was interesting. But um, yeah, it took me a while to find creatures because normally, you know, in my town on other seasons, uh, you know, there's lots of birds everywhere and stuff. But mm-hmm. right now it's kind of there's a few creatures, but they're mostly, you know, hiding and hibernating and flying south for the winter in the case of birds i mean the nature that i saw on your photos were perfect be- was perfect because uh it doesn't really snow n- now as i understood because in my country in kiev there are lots of snow and they try to to clean it on the streets but in your country it seems like a uh, fall or something not winter yeah that's true. I mean, and there's still even some trees that have the, the colored leaves, I've noticed, when I was taking photos mm-hmm. today. But, I mean, it's actually still technically fall. Like, I think our winter starts at, like, the end of December, like, on the 16th or something. Yeah. Are you ready for Christmas? Because it's uh, only, how many, 12? No, not 12, 20, 20 days left to Christmas. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah, well, I'm ex. I'm excited to just chill with my family and hopefully have a nice, relaxing Christmas. Yeah. That's cool. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to prepare myself for this, uh, for the new year and uh, to set some goals and maybe to buy some presents. And actually, I really need woods. I really need woods because it's uh, cold here in, in our apartment. And uh, I asked my family to um, to send me some woods because we need to uh, heat heat the room, heat the an apartment because we we have a fireplace, but we don't we don't have woods. So I need some mm-hmm. I need some material to to burn <laughs> to, to heat the the house. Yeah, and I mean apartment. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. This is the goal number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's important <laughs> yeah. for sure. Nothing much. I mean, um, we can uh, we can expect that everything will be okay in the new year, and that's it. So, what about our article? Uh, I I d- wanted to read an article about, or I was looking through the New York Times, which I get most of my material <laughs> from, and uh, I saw the this article seemed interesting enough just because you know it's winter time themed and you know we're in the middle of winter uh even though it's not snowing here uh up in the mountains there's definitely snow and we do have mountains i just live in what's called a river valley which uh you know is close enough to sea level uh that my climate which is pretty mild uh just doesn't produce snow that much sometimes but not all winter certainly Uh, But yeah, taking back the mountains. Big resorts are crowded, pricey, and exclusive. But some skiers and snowboarders are trying to reclaim their sports by building a culture that is more inclusive and sustainable. Here's how. Uh, Last winter, we we see a picture of a mountain hill, uh, downhill, yeah? And the people are enjoying uh, skiing. (laughs) Last winter... Oh yeah, 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 I was... Yeah. Hang on, I was going to say, 
maybe I should give people a chance to like pull up the article if they want to follow along. So yeah, the, in the, in the telegram channel, uh, there's an article linked and, uh, you can go ahead and click on that and start reading with us if you want. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but I think we can start. Yeah. <laughs> Last winner. That was enough time. <laughs> uh, by David Goodman published in December, la la la. Uh, last winter, skiers and snowboarders at uh, MT Mountain, right? Mountain. Uh, Mount. You, well, yeah, but you just say Mount. Mount Sunapi. I don't know how to pronounce that, but let's Sunapee. just say it's Mountain Sunapi, a state-owned New Hampshire... Mount. 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 Mount Sunapi, a state-owned New Hampshire ski resort that is operated by Vale Resorts. Uh, got so sick of the long-lived lines and overcrowded parking lots that they took a drastic step. They called in the governor. 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 <laughs> governor. Go governor. 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 Uh, I was, I was going to say Vale Resorts is... Uh, vale is a very high-end ski resort in uh, Colorado. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Governor Chris Sununu who ran a ski area before being elected in 2016, took on the role of a beleaguered consumer service agent. Uh, beleaguered. You know what? That's a word I don't even think I would be able to give very you a difficult situation. I checked it. In a very difficult situation. Beleaguered customer service agent. Responding to the Sunapee Sen skiers... He confirmed that he had heard some very upset customers. Passes to the mountain, he declared at a news conference, had been massively sold, and there is some argument that they were oversold. Uh, and sounds like rich. This sounds like rich people problems to me. <laughs> and oh, there's too many people at the ski resort. Oh. <laughs> we need some more space. <laughs> And Vail Resorts customer service said the governor stinks. If calling in the state's oh, oh uh, if calling in the state's highest elected official is extreme, uh, so are no hold on. If calling in the state's highest elected official is extreme, so are the challenges fa facing skiing. Uh, let me finish it. Climate changes shortening ski seasons and wrecking havoc. What is havoc? Wreaking havoc. Wreaking havoc. Chaos. Chaos? Yeah. Chaos. Okay, chaos. Oh, yeah, another word. Wrecking havoc on infrastructure as climate... Havoc. Havoc. Wrecking havoc yeah. on an infrastructure... Wreaking. It's wreaking havoc. Wreaking havoc. Wreaking havoc. Yeah. Wreaking havoc yeah. on infrastructure means like cre cre means like creating a big problem. Uh huh. Spreading spreading chaos or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And wrecking havoc on infrastructure. Wrecking. 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 Not wrecking. Sorry. Wrecking. Wrecking's a different mm -hmm. word. Yeah. Okay. Wrecking. Wrecking havoc on infrastructure uh, as climate fueled. Wild fires ravage mountains and scorch ski areas. Oh my God! So many different. Say, say climate. I was gonna say, say climate fueled wildfires really fast. Climate fueled wildfires. Climate fueled wildfires. Let me try. Climate fueled or filled? Fueled. 
fueled. fueled. Climate fueled wildfires. Mm-hmm. Climate fueled wildfires. <laughs> climate fueled. <laughs> climate fueled wildfires. Climate fueled wildfires. It's kind of fun to say. Revenge mountains and scorched. It's like a bad thing, but it's like a sad thing. But it's funny to fun to say it for some reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, at the same time, skier numbers have never been higher. Last year, there were nearly 61 million skier visits visits to the United States mountain, a record. Multi-mountain ski passes like the Epic Pass from Vail Resorts, the Icon Pass from Altera, and the Niche Mountain Collective and Indy Pass have helped drive those numbers. In addition, in addition, sorry, in addition to causing overcrowding on, on the mountains, the surge in visitors overwhelmed uh mountain overwhelmed overwhelmed yeah i every time read it are as overwhelmed i don't know <laughs> overwhelmed overwhelmed uh mountain communities that were suddenly contending with labor labor or labor labor, labor. contending labor with, is like workers uh-huh okay contending with labor it's like workers as a class of person like labor is like the like the unions and stuff mm-hmm. with late labor with or no no in this case it's saying with labor and housing shortages so it's just talking about work workers are uh difficult to come by so it has nothing to do with unions never mind okay we're suddenly contending with labor and housing shortages and traffic jams okay at the Vail-owned Stevens Pass ski area in Washington, 46,360 people signed a petition saying they were disgusted with the mismanagement of the ski area and failure to treat employees well or pay them a livable wage and the failure to deliver the product we all paid for. At Stowe VT <laughs> on the powder. Vermont. Huh? Vermont? Vermont. It's the state of Vermont. Oh, Vermont. Okay. Uh, Vermont. Vermont. Do you know who Bernie Sanders is? Ver- Bernie Sanders. Vermont. No. Okay. Well, he's from Vermont, if you've ever heard of him. No, I don't know. He's the senator from It's the Vermont. Okay. On a border mm-hmm. day, last winter. I said for 40... Powder day. Powder day. Last winter. Powder. Powder. <laughs> Powder 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 yep, yeah that sounds okay. better on a powder day last winter i sat for 45 minutes in a miles long traffic jam on the two lane who me who you no not you miles long <laughs> <laughs> mountain road mountain word road sorry mountain road while trying to reach stowe mountain resort i gave up and went back country uh, skiing instead. Do you know what backcountry skiing is? Uh, backcountry, maybe some resort back to uh, back to the country or something. No, I don't know. I'm guessing. Well, there, there's downhill skiing, which is like where you get on a lift and you go up a mountain, and then you pay usually a lot more money because you don't have to like try very much. You know, you're always going downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, backcountry skiing, which is like where you're just skiing around an area, like you know, in 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 a like you're not area lifting. that's designed for you're it. You're not lifting to the mountain. You're, you're you're producing your own force with your poles uh, to get up I hills see, and I see, stuff. I see, I see, yeah. I see, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like you're just sliding, That's but in weird. backcountry you you just you have to make some moves, yeah. Yeah, you have to create your own momentum mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Bigger skis, bigger challenges. More skis, bigger challenges. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah. Vale Resorts, the largest ski area operator in North America, took the brunt of the criticism, and in March, the company announced a $175 million investment in its employees. The first steps in a new direction. Kristen Lynch, who became the chief executive of Vale in November 2021, wrote to employees in an email. Changes include a 20 an hour minimum wage, and investments in affordable housing. Ms. Lynch said that Vail, which employs about 50,000 people, is on track to be fully staffed this winter. And just so you know, the reason they're probably wanting a $20 minimum wage is this is like a tourist place. Like, the town is probably insanely expensive to live uh, because it's like the, the richest people in the world go to the ski resort. So mm-hmm. probably workers have a hard time uh, even though that probably seems like a pretty high wage for entry-level worker. It's probably not very much money there. Okay. Uh, this winter, there was th- the last line you, you read, right? Mm, hold on. Because I, I just lost. <laughs> Did I read it all? Uh, I forgot. Okay. 20-an-hour minimum wage with investments in affordable housing. Miss Lynch said the, that Vale, which employs about 50,000 people, is on track to be fully staffed this winter. Okay, perfect. To address to address overcrowding, uh, Vale Resorts is limiting sales and raising prices of lift tickets. But since 71%, uh, 71%, per- 71. Yeah, 71% of its skiers use... The Epic Pass, which is sold in unlimited numbers, this may not appreciably, appreci- appreciably change. Appreciably. Appreciably, appreciably change, change congestion on and off mountain. Hold on, let me just understand this. So there is, like, there is a seventy-one. It's a really complicated way to say that this will not make a big difference. This may not appreciably change congestion on and off the mountain. Congestion meaning like the problem with so many skiers on the slopes. Congestion. Ah, so... um, (laughs) Okay. Congestion is like traffic congestion or it would be like too many cars or congestion in your nose would be snot. Okay. Got it. Beyond the corporate response, individual skiers in some areas are fixing what's broken by reclaiming the essence of skiing, community, connection, nature, excitement. Some are opting out of those multi-mountain passes with more than 470 ski areas in the United States. Skiers can always explore other less crowded mountains. Other skiers and ski area leaders are seeking or creating a ski culture that is more inclusive and sustainable. It's a modern twist on an age-old skier's quest for fresh tracks. So I think with skiing, like, if the slopes are too skied on, they get icy and kind of, like, not fun. Like, they get kind of hard to, like, cut your skis into. So skiers like soft snow that's kind of more, less compact. And uh, so when there's too many skiers skiing on one mountain, I think it makes the conditions uh, kind of, like, not as exciting and fun. 
How would you uh, describe this picture? Zach Ryan catch. Oh yeah, Zach. Well, I was just gonna. You're right. We should. We, I forgot about that aspect. Um, it, it looks like a skier is doing a ski, like a big flip, uh, off of a steep mountain, and he's using the bank of the ski slope to do his flip. So he's like the the bank is like where the snow builds up, uh, next to the um, place where most of the skiers are going down, and it says. Uh, Zach Ryan catches air at Arapaho Basin in Colorado, which tops out at more than 13,000 feet. Mm-hmm. That's high. Which is like our Mount Hood, I think. We have a mountain near me that's... Uh... Mountain Hood. Yeah, I remember you were Mount, there. Mount Hood. Mount Hood. Mount Hood is 11,249 feet. But Colorado has like much bigger mountains Mount than the, our area because... Mount Hood, Mount. Uh, oh, what is the what? What is the mountain uh, from the GDA five uh, designed for from? Like from, from which which mountain? What, what's it called again? Because that might remind uh, me. Chiliad or something. Ch Chiliad, maybe. Chiliad. But it's a uh, really um, Gilead, maybe Gilead. I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't know. That's that sounds real, but let me look it up. GTA Five Mountain. Uh, Mount Chiliad is one of the three named mountain in Blaney County, San Andreas, and Grand Theft Auto Five, and Grand Theft Auto Online. The other main mountain, jo Josiah, and Mount Gorda. Mount Chiliad is the tallest. Yeah, people are just saying it could be it could be San. J Jacinto or San Antonio or San Gorgonio Mountain. Okay. So it's fictional, but there's like three mountains that are like big mountains near there. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. <clears throat> so, yeah, back to our article. Uh, opting out. What is opting out? Opting out opting, is like out. Uh, like deciding not to do something formally. Opting, opting out, opting. Yeah, like if you're opting out, you'd usually like opt out of. Uh, it's something you like get forced. Like if you're forced to sign up for something, opting out would be like requesting to not be in that. I don't to know. Flee? It's hard. To like flee? I'm having a hard time thinking. Flee. Let me just look it up because there's like specific ways we use it here. When uh, you don't know, when you don't want to do something, you can opt out or what? Avoid, yeah, it's like, avoid. like an official. It's like officially with withdrawing. Opting out is like officially. It's like oh yeah. So if you're in like a a contest, you can opt out, meaning you're like not gonna participate because there's like a op it's like formal language for like there's an opt-out clause maybe in a contest where you can choose you know it's like it, it describes a specific process to get out of something okay opting out i see uh opting out opting out uh one morning last winter uh that Z Zach zach ryan. ryan hiked up zach zach ryan, yeah. zach ryan zach ryan hiked up from the top left at Arapaho Arapaho Basin Arapaho uh, to reach East Wall a rocky face 
wrecked, uh, raked, raked, or wrecked, uh, raked. raked by steep chuds. Oh gosh. <laughs> Shoots. Shoots. Uh, raking, raking is like what you do with leaves with the rake, which is the thing used to collect leaves like in fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's one. So r- rakes are like scrapes, scrapes, and rake like the description of a rocky face raked by steep shoots. It means that in in the uh, face of the mountain, there's like scrapes, uh, like rake marks. Mm-hmm. So I'm tra- like I'm translating. And, sh- and shoots are like a slide. Like at the same. Like it's like a slide. At the same time, we reading it. Uh, like we read it, and I translate it at the same time. So like, like there's an option to translate it. And actually, when I see yeah. the original text, I mean, from my language, uh, it seems like um, it it has it has many um, difficult and sophisticated words <laughs> that I don't that I don't use in my la- in my native language, not including English. Yeah, well, it's like it's like description. Well, it's just a topic I yeah. think that you don't know about, like because you know this is about how descriptive words to describe the like natural. Uh, like things that happen with with mountains like i uh this is the first time i see the word shoots i mean if it's if it's not an english word yeah it's a skiing word yeah it's a skiing word so like a shoot is like a it's like a slide but it's like a natural slide like you know what you know like getting on a slide on a playground Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a shoot is like a snow slide uh, or like a thing a skier would go down that's like kind of bowl shaped. Bowl shaped. Okay. Or shoot. not bowl shaped, but slide shaped. Like like a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what would be a shoot. Like in in like a, a machine. If you like drop a marble inside of it and you like oh, watch it go like down all these uh, things. Those are called shoots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, water slide is a type of shoot. Yeah, shoot. Okay. The 29-years-old mm-hmm. chef at a Whole Foods market stopped at the prayer's flags flapping on the ridge and took in the 360-degree view. A basin, as the area is known, tops out at 13,050 feet and sits on the snow-caped uh, continental... Snow-capped. Snow-capped. Let me check. Snow-capped continental uh, divide in Colorado. Colorado or Colorado? How do you say it? Colorado. 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 It has some of the highest ski skiable skiable terrain in North America. Mm-hmm. Skiable terrain. Skiable terrain. Skiable terrain in North America. North. Uh, yeah. you feel like you're. Yeah, you feel like you're in the Alps, Mr. Ryan said of the spectacular setting. I can go any day of the week, even on a powder day, and find solitude and peace. That always that wasn't always the case. In 2019, the ski area was infuriating its skiers. The resort had been on the epic pass for a decade. Mr. Ryan said that before that, the ski area might see four to five days per year where the parking lots filled. Uh, when A Basin was epic on epic... That happened all the time. Alan Hankeroth, the resource chief operating officer, con- concurred. Concurred. Uh, concurred is agreed. Okay. 
concurred. Mm -hmm. The most angry skiers you will ever encounter, oh, I remember this word, encounter, uh, is the one who shows up and is told there is no parking spot for you, <laughs> he said. And we were doing that on a regular basis. Mr. Henseroth faced a conundrum. <laughs> That's a hard one. Do you know what a conundrum is? Mm, I'm checking. Uh, problem. A difficult problem. It's like problem. a challenge. Yeah. Or like a mystery challenge problem. Uh, business was fantastic. We were having record years, but we thought the brand was really being damaged um, and the foundation of our business was crumbling. Okay, so <clears throat> Mr. Hankeroth did something almost unheard, unheard of for an American business. He turned away customers. Uh, Arafoy Basing left the Epic Pass. Arapaho. Arapaho. Arapaho Basing left the Epic Pass in 2019 and signed on with, uh, with the Icon Pass and Mountain Collective, which kept the number of days that skiers can go to Arapaho. Uh, the ski area also limited sales of season passes and lift tickets. Hold on, so they... Uh, they signed s signed on a new pass and uh, like what? Bas basically, the pass tries to like force people to try more mountains because you can only go to this popular mountain so uh, so much because okay. they're like filling up and then people weren't getting a chance to. So it's like, all right, well you can do this, but you can only go five days a year or something. Yeah, uh, and maybe it's a little cheaper or something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, the result. Yeah, the result. In early 2020, Arapaho Basin had 69% fewer skiers than the year earlier when it was on Epic Pass. The experience, the experience is way up. The skier days are way down, Mr. Hentz Surath proudly announced on the ski area's blog. And he said later, it was a record year for us financially. We are no longer... So it sounds to me mm -hmm. like they're just making more money with like less people skiing, but that's okay. They are making what? Less money? I think the company sounds like they're just making more money with like less people actually skiing, but I guess that's a good thing uh, for them. Okay. Because they made more money that year, even though there's less people skiing, so... Mm -hmm. yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, we're, we, we are no longer... No? Yeah. 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 We are no longer part of an expensive passes that drive a gas. No, no. No. Inexpensive, the opposite. You said expensive. Uh part of inexpensive. Oh, yeah. Part of inexpensive passes that drive a gasolation. Oh, no, no, no. Gaz gazillion. Gazillion. Gazillion skiers. You know about gazillion? Uh hold on. I will translate it. Uh, well, gazillion's like a fake number that's really big. It's just mm -hmm. like you're saying a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see. So they're no longer an expensive, in, of inexpensive passes. Yeah, okay, he told me. Uh, we are focused on creating quality of experience. Uh, that, include, that includes moderni modernizing the ski area. Uh, modernizing. modernizing. That includes modernizing the ski area this year. Arapaho Basin, Basin replaced an agent triple chairlift 
with a high-speed six-person chair that will improve uphill capacity. Hold on, what is uh, aging triple? Because I remember chairlift, but... Aging? Yes. Aging means like it's getting old. Triple. Triple chairlift means it's like three in a row. Like there's three per... Like there's three chairlifts per... I don't know. Yeah, 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 I see. So they something. replace... Some, there's something that's tripled. Yeah, they replace this old triple chairlift yeah. for modern high-speed six for six-person. Oh, okay. So if the triple chairlift is three people and six-person, six-person. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yes. Okay. Nice. Skiing is not broken, asserted Mr. Henseroth. Places where people want to ski are doing fantastic. And then there's a picture of three skier people who uh are wearing the same pants (laughs) and uh they have the reflective goggles on that look kind of cool goggles oh yeah yeah yeah. goggles of course snowing glasses yeah and uh i I might not even know what to call those um and then they have uh there's a person in an outfit that says stevens uh and it may say their name kelly hansen on the bottom Mm -hmm. And it says, Annette Diggs, the founder of Edge Outdoors, which is aimed at getting black and indigenous women onto the slopes, leads a class at Stevens Pass in Washington. Diversifying the slopes. As an African-American girl growing up in Memphis, Annette Diggs never thought about skiing. Her family was just struggling to make ends meet. Miss Diggs, 42, graduated from the University of Memphis and eventually moved to Seattle to take a job as a microbiologist. On on weekend, what, no, one weekend, yeah. she decided okay. to join some friends who were going skiing. The drive through the mountains was magical, she said. I felt like I was transported to a scene out of Narnia. <laughs> scene out of Narnia, okay. But a scene on the mountain felt dyst- dystopian. Mm-hmm. Dystopian. Dystopian is, do you know what a utopia is? (laughs) That's the problem. Utopia is like a ideal society, and dystopia is like the opposite of an ideal society. Okay, but the thing on the mountain felt dystopian. There were no black people around, she said. Mrs. Diggs decided then to become a ski instructor. Then, oh yeah, then she decided to become a ski instructor. Uh, later telling the person who interviewed her for a job at the Stevens Pass ski area that she wanted to bring more people to the mountain that looks like me, that look like me. In 2019, Miss Diggs founded Edge Outdoors, which is aimed at getting black and indigenous women onto the slopes. Her work is part of a long overdue reckoning for snow sports where 9 out of 10 participants are, lo- are white and 63% are male. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Uh, <clears throat> trying to translate. Uh, okay. At an edge outdoors. Basic. Basically, it's overwhelmed by white dudes. Is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at an edge outdoors clinic last winter, Mrs. Diggs led 15 women of color down the trails of Stevens Pass. Uh, snow was falling and the group moved slowly and deliberately uh, interrupted by occasional smile or joyful yelp as someone experienced a new breakthrough Uh, 
so I know I know three words that's deliberately uh, jo- not joyful, yelp and breakthrough. But I don't remember the translation. Can you help me? I mean, can you? Deliberately is like intentionally. Okay. On purpose. Mm-hmm. A uh, joyful yelp is like a happy. A yelp is like when a dog makes like a sound, mm-hmm. like a hoo, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like something like that would be a yelp. And so joyful yelp is like woo. You know, you're like oh. making a sound when you're okay. like skiing and you're just like having a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is also healing on the hill. We were dealing with undoing a lot of legacy of exclusion and welcoming welcoming them back to the mountains, Miss Stig explained. There's a lot of crying on the chairlift. Uh, Edge Outdoors offers scholarship for ski and snowboard lessons, competitive athlete development, instructor training, and introductory uh, backcountry and avalanche classes avalanche 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 that's okay uh this winter it will offer programs in washington oregon the lake Tahoe area and utah right programs and lake tahoe uh programs and lake tahoe pro pro programs 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 Edge is a part of a growing movement of skiers and riders from marginalized communities determined to change the face of skiing, an effort that dates back to the founding of the National Brotherhood of Skiers, a group focused on increasing participation by people of color in snow sports, which will celebrate its 50th anniversary in February. On the Friday evening last winter at Cochrane's ski area in Richmond, uh... Vermont. Vermont, dozens of dozens of skiers and riders of color were sliding down the lighted slopes of a small non-profit ski area. Equipment was... Pr- you, you said riders like the word riders? It's riders. Ri- I said it like riders? Yeah. But I have to say... At least that's how I Riders. Riders. Yeah, riders. Riders, not riders. 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 L- right, rider, r- riders, 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 okay. Equipment was mm-hmm. provided at no cost, so the only thing skiers needed was enthusia- enthusi- enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a bi-weekly community. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly... Yeah, it means two times a week. Okay. This was a bi-weekly community. Or no. No? Bi- Hold on, sorry. No, you're, you're good. I just want to look up bi-weekly. It means two times a week. Yeah, bi-weekly. Yeah. But no, it, it could mean every two weeks or twice a week. <clears throat> it's okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Every two weeks or twice a week. Yeah. yeah. This was a bi-weekly community ski and ride sponsored by unlikely riders 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 a group that helps vermonters 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 Mm -hmm. who are vermonters i think vermonters who are black 
indigenous. No, say it again. Indi indigenous. Indigenous. Like a uh, local. Mm -hmm. Indigenous. In no, it, it means native, like Native American. Okay. Indi indigenous. Indigenous. Indig In indigenous people are the people that originally were from an area. Indigenous like, like, people. You know, thousands of the years people ago. that are originally yeah. from some place. Okay. Or people of color get out on the slopes. This winter, the event will expand to Whale Black Mountain in Enfield. Uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. Wellback Mountain. Wellback Mountain. Wellback Mountain. Hanna Sadek, 27, uh, the executive director and one of four co-founders, said of the group that said the said co-founders of the group said the momentum for change increasing the following murder increased following the murder of George Floyd and the racial justice protests of 2020. In, a, in addition okay. to seeing these outings... Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, like, I thought it was my time, but it's okay. Read it. Oh, sorry. I, it, because it was short, I was Yeah, reading, yeah, of course. Go ahead. This, go ahead. The next one. Uh, unlikely Riders sponsors lessons, backcountry tours, avalanche courses, and offers free clothing and ski gear for Vermonters. Last winter... 95 skiers and riders took lessons at six downhill and cross-country ski areas around Vermont. Uh, you can some as you are to the... No, 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 hold on. You can come. <laughs> you can come. Come as you are. <laughs> you can come as you are to the mountain and exist without having to code switch and try to fit into a dominant culture in order to feel accepted, said... Sorry, uh, said unlikely writers co-founder Abby Christosal Christosimo, uh, 33. Uh, you can feel like you belong there just by being yourself. And we can see... Co code switching is where you change your accent or change your dialect in order to like sound more like the person you're talking to. Uh, um, code switching... Oh, it's like, uh, can I say that I'm code switching to talk to you? Because I can, I can like, uh, I can talk, uh, no, I'm trying. Sort of? Yeah. But it would be more like if you could speak in a, both a British and an American accent. And when you spoke with British people, you're like, oh, I might. What if I, I mean, what if I say like, I'm Ukrainian and I can say, mm -hmm. for example, uh, in Ukrainian, no, hold on. I will explain it. So, uh, I, I think the, the further the language, like the further you're talking about, like if you're talking about languages versus dialects, I think it's more about changing your dialect than changing your language. But I think in general, too, it can mean just like changing your your identity a little bit to, you know, fit in. So I think so you could yes. use it uh, to talk about like speaking different yes. languages, dialects. Could also just be you know acting you know like if you're hanging out with your rich friends like acting more uh oh, sophisticated yeah, 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 or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. yeah like you code switch mm -hmm. i understand mm -hmm. that's the way of behaving behave the way of mm -hmm. behaving right yeah okay and on the picture like behaving like the people around you in order to fit in basically yes. okay 
and 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 they're complaining that they want to just be themselves and not have to like sound all super white so that's you know understandable of course mm-hmm. uh okay back to the picture we can see a woman that is sliding down this hill uh with her uh skiing gear right or what yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah sure yes and she has some fun i guess uh pro skier emma there's a yeah yeah i was gonna say let's add, let's talk a little bit more about what's in the photo so like let's talk about what to call uh what's behind her uh what's behind her behind her is a there are lots of uh christmas trees and i i can see a slope you could say pine pine trees uh or like yeah you could also say that that like snow is getting kicked up kicked up snow is getting kicked up because yeah like dust and snow get kicked up like when most dust could get kicked up if like a horse runs Mm -hmm. you know down a path or something or snow gets kicked up when uh i don't don't know if you use a different word if it's like skis causing it but kicked up is like yeah okay you could say that a you know rock got kicked up by a car driving by you know like it's kicked up i think and then that could end up in your windshield for example Mm -hmm. uh but yeah go ahead uh so what else trees like pine trees uh this girl uh her gear and lots of snow <laughs> that's it and there is oh, and, there is and powder there is, so yeah there is one thing uh that 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 is not there uh that's mm-hmm. that's miles with his camera <laughs> that, that want to yeah. <laughs> that want to shoot some photos of this nature well maybe i need to go back but i went back to, maybe i need to go back to mount hood <laughs> yes because I went to, I, so I went to Mount Hood in the summer and now it's winter so there's probably a lot more skiing terrain and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, I was gonna say we call the um, like that's snow that you can see her skis are kind of like sunken into the snow we call that powder, powder. like fresh powder so she's skiing in powder and and that's like a desirable ski condition for regular skiers ski powder okay Mm-hmm. like powder on the slopes like the ski slopes are are powdery that means you're saying they're like fresh snow mm-hmm. that you can ski and it's soft and your skis kind of get lost in them so it's actually a little dangerous to ski in powder because you can't see where your skis are oh i see yeah uh so the name i mean did i write it no no i didn't read it uh, pro skier Emma Patterson skis through the trees at Tao Ski v- Valley, uh, ver- where where sustainably sustain hold on sustainability has sustainability mm-hmm. sustainability has become a major focus fo- 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 focus 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 focus, <laughs> focus. nice yeah. Is it my turn or your turn? No, your, 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 your. Skiing sustainably. Emma Patterson, 26, is a pro skier who skis and competes all over the world. But one ski area stands apart. There's no other place like Taos, and I only hope I'm saying that right. (laughs) 
Uh, standing atop Kachina Peak, the iconic 12,481-foot summit that towers over Towski Valley, you're kind of on top of the world, said Miss Patterson. Wheeler, Wheeler Peak, uh, the highest point in New Mexico, looks close enough to touch. The white summits contrast with the ochre tones of the desert surrounding the Taos Pueblo, Taos Pueblo, one of the oldest continuously inhabited settlements in North America. Mm-hmm. I guess you skipped the word high, but but it's okay. Like. I didn't hear you say which word? high, high, high. Oh, the high desert. Oh, high desert. Oh, yeah, high desert. Yeah. So high desert is like a desert on a mountain, mm-hmm. or like high ele- elevation desert. Okay, uh, but by twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen, Taos Ski Wall Valley was a faded ju- jewel, faded jewel. Mm-hmm uh faded jewel okay uh the new mexico resort had lost approximately 40 percent of its gears since its uh heyday in the early 1990s heyday what is it like the good times Mm -hmm. perfect uh heyday financial and conservation conservationist conservationist yeah, yeah. financial and conservationist sorry i sounded so annoyed when i said that i was like conservationist <laughs> financial and conservationist louis bacon bought the ski area in two in 2014 and chief exec- executive and chief executive yeah. officer david norden arrived two years later david what David. David. I said David. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Norton. Arrived two years later, Mr. Norton took a novel approach to revitalizing, revitalizing. revitalizing the ski area. He ventured. Uh, he ventured. Hold on. Okay, he ventured. Could sustainability save skis? Is is the question. Skiing. Uh, save skiing. Could sustainability save skiing? Yeah, so let's talk about revitalizing. Revitalizing. Uh, like to... Mm-hmm. It means like... To, to give... Go ahead. To give... Uh, like a vital... It's impor- uh, immortal. Yeah. It's like making it seem li- lively again. Yeah. In 2017, Taos became the first and only ski area to be certified as a B Corporation for its environmental and social performance, joining the ranks of other sociably responsible companies like Patagonia and Ben & Jerry's. Mr. Norton's gamble had an immediate payback. The B Corp announcement resulted in the largest single day of ticket sales revenue in the ski area's history. The company uh, I worked for before uh, where I work now applied to be a B Corp. So I know about that. B Corp. Mm -hmm. It's like a corporation that focuses on, like, uh, supporting the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, Supposedly. Okay. This year, Taos Ski Valley became the second North American ski area to become carbon neutral. Natural? No. 
Carbon neutral. neutral. Carbon neutral. The first was Wild Mountain in Minnesota, Minnesota, mm -hmm. beating its original 2030 target by eight years. <coughs> Our vision, said Mr. Norton, is bigger or be is better, not bigger. Mm -hmm. The ski area now oper operates on 100% daytime solar energy. Its new luxury hotel runs on geothermal power. The ski area is buying a fleet of electric snowmobiles, and it'll be the first ski area in North America to operate an electric snowcat this winter. Uh, a snowcat is like the, what they use to, uh, to um, how do I say it, like uh, move the snow around and stuff, I think. Where did you stop? Because I lost. <laughs> uh, me too. Uh, earlier this year is where you want to start. Mm -hmm. Earlier this year, the ski resort became a charter signatory. Sig signatory. Signatory, signatory, I think. Mm -hmm. Signatory to the Nature Conservancy's Rio, Rio Grande Water Fund. <laughs> which is restoring six six hundred thousand acres acres or acres. yeah acres <laughs> i remember from the first from the uh never mind uh-huh you said it you yeah. said it many times uh acres of forest in northern no northern new mexico and southern colorado to southern southern southern, southern colorado to reduce wildlife uh, wildfire risk and uh, ensure clean water for a million people. An added bonus, <laughs> say this word, an, an added bonus is that forest improvement also makes for great glade skiing. <laughs> great. Yeah, I don't know what glade skiing is. Let me look that up because I'm curious. Because I want to learn from this too. Glade. <laughs> It's like, if I'm going to do this, I should learn a few words. <laughs> glade, glade, glade. Uh, oh, glades are off-trail woods trails. So a glade is like a, you have to watch out for trees and you're not like on a path. Does that make sense? You have to watch out trees because you don't want to encounter or what? <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to smack into yes. them. Yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> It's too bad podcasts aren't visual, but uh, this is like a glade trail. I'm going to show you. You have to, uh, yeah, you have to dodge, dodge, right? Dodge the trees. Yeah. Dodging. Mm -hmm. Dodging. Okay. You know, if we weren't so lazy, it would be cool to like do uh, some like vocabulary with pictures uh, along with the articles. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say to our, our, if anyone is still listening to this, like get me some more followers. And <laughs> if will, everyone is uh, still listening, <laughs> of course yeah. they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, is it my turn? Uh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mr. So. Norton. Mr. N Mr. Norton said that this ski area learns about true sustainability from the Taos Pueblo. The resort is funding a program for 25 children from Taos Pueblo to ski for free, including lift tickets, clothing, food, equipment, and lessons. Cheryl Romero, an indigenous member of the Taos Pueblo, 
and a human resources manager at the ski resort said the environmental commitment and engagement with the community is really walking the walk, which means like they're doing what they're saying instead of talking about it. Because it's like you you want to you don't want to talk the talk you want to walk the walk yeah which means do I it, remember don't say saying it. Yeah. from from a movie I don't I don't know the name of but uh, there are two types of people those one who walk the walk and yeah. the ones to talk the talk something like that <laughs> exactly yeah it's something like that yeah. yeah for sure so she so you have to like know that whole phrase to know what she's saying basically mm -hmm. uh, reclaiming community reclaiming community okay uh tyler ray had a familiar challenge last month managing 100 people toting saws and slopers who came from as far away as maryland to maintain a uh, crescent ridge a popular ski glade crescent ridge uh crescent crescent ridge a popular ski glade near a crescent is like when the moon is in that shape that's not like fuller it's like kind of like looks mm -hmm. like a fingernail. That's a crescent shape. Mm -hmm. uh, crescent, crescent ridge. A popular ski glade near Randolph. And do you know what a ridge is? R ridge? Uh, it's a landform, a ridge. It's a long, narrow hilltop, mountain range, or watershed. Ridge. So it's like instead of a mountain coming up to a peak, it like kind of makes a long shape. Ridge. Ridge. ridge a mountain ridge. ridge ridge yeah ah okay ridge ridge uh a popular ski glade near randolph and h new hampshire glade zones mm -hmm. are areas of open forests that are maintained by volunteers uh for backcountry skiing in which skiers use climbing climbing skins that enabled them to ski uphill at the top climbing skins climbing uh climbing skins uh, yeah so i'm guessing a climbing skin is something you put on your feet to like go up and then you put your skis on to go down or something mm -hmm. climbing skins uh you mean skins. Uh, you mean you, you don't want to say it's skins it's skins skins Skins. Uh, hold on. Spike. I'm looking up climbing. You mean skins you mean you sure mean right. you mean like shoes with spikes? Oh what? no, the climbing skins are like rough surfaces on the skis that they use to go uphill. I guess. Oh, that's that's crazy. You like shoes oh, with spikes or what? Okay. But it's it's more like. A rough surface like not like spikes it's like a, uh like sandpaper or something oh sandpaper okay yeah i was i was yeah like some kind of like rough material that like so climbing skins for skis are like you put them on your skis and it allows you to go uphill easier and but then it probably slows you down when you're going downhill Mm-hmm. interesting yeah i agree Okay, uh, use climbing, climbing ski skins, climbing skins uh, that mm -hmm. enable them to ski mm -hmm. uphill. <coughs> uh, at the top, they remove the skins, 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 and ski down mm -hmm. through the trees, often in French powder, in fresh powder. Fresh, yeah. not French. <laughs> <laughs> often. Hiking, hiking in. 
Yeah, French powder indeed. Hiking and clearing brush is just part of the draw on the fall glading days. People come as much for the community. Uh, Mr. Ray44 is the founder and director of Granite Backcountry Alliance, a group that formed in 2016 to develop a network of ski glades in New Hampshire and Western Maine. It is now part of a burgeoning community-supported skiing movement that has ski festivals, backcounty outings, glading days, parties, and movie nights. There are well-known obstacles uh, to getting involved in skiing, said Mr. Ray. A gregarious lawyers and skiers uh, who lives in North Conway, New Hampshire, we're saying let's break down the barriers, make it free and public. Do you know what gregarious means? Gregarious, uh uh. So it's like somebody who likes social activity and like seeks it out. That's me? <laughs> gregarious. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, you. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah. Uh, the community skiing movement has become an economic engine in rural communities. Some 10,000 skiers visit gran granite backcount. Yeah. <laughs> Visit Granite Backcountry Ski Zones each winter, supporting 16 full-time jobs and generating nearly $1 million in local sales activity. The Alliance is part of a national network of backcountry skiing groups, Winter Wildlands Alliance. On a crisp winter day, uh, I skinned up Boldface Mountain in New Hampshire alongside Granite Backcountry Alliance. Uh, volunteer... Anya Fedorowski, Polish. She's probably Polish. 44. And mm -hmm. acupuncturist, acupuncturist from the New Hampshire seacoast. Mm -hmm. From the treeless summit, we took in a stunning... Treeless. Treeless. Treeless summit. We took mm -hmm. in a stunning panorama of the White Mountains. Uh, it's not about the number of runs. It's just about enjoying the outdoors, she said before sliding off into the powder. Hey, I just told you about that earlier. Yes. So you understood. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, yeah, one thing that's nice about these articles is they're all like the same length. Have you noticed that? Uh, like they're long, but they're all like about the same. Like they're, they're about 10 minute reads is what it's called. Mm, so when yeah. you look at the New York Times, it like... T tells you how long it's going to take to read an article at the top and this one's a nine minute read but of course it takes us longer because we're you know reading out loud and discussing uh you know what we're talking about so where do you see yeah, the length the article where do you see the about. length of uh oh it's up towards the top of the article like on the right uh no Actually, that's kind of interesting. Okay, so scroll down to where it's like... Oh, sorry. It's like uh, where it shows the author's name by David Goodman. Look to the right of that. Mm, no. <laughs> oh, maybe it's not rendered the same way for you? Maybe. Oh, so you subscribed, yeah? I have no subscription. E oh, yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Well, that's weird. You'd think that that would not be hidden behind the paywall. Yeah. How long the <laughs> article is, but 
Well, you know, what's kind of annoying about that is I was about to suggest to people, uh, I guess, subscribe to the New York Times, but no, um, like that you could read like, oh, this is supposed to be read in nine minutes, and then you could see how long it takes to actually read it, and that might be a good way to like test your skills. Mm-hmm. Well, we, but you can do it with this one. Try reading it now that you've listened to us talk about it and you've like glanced at it. Like try reading it in under in in nine minutes. Like set your set your timer and see if you can do it. Yeah. Anyway, just a random idea. So yeah, all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, thanks Doss for joining us for another week. Mm-hmm. And everyone have a great week. Yeah, the same. Uh, bye bye.